0: I'm delighted to welcome Adrian Thompson, one of our vocal studies professors, who is giving a recital as part of the Faculty Artist Series on Wednesday, the seventeenth of November. So, welcome, Adrian. Um, tell us about the repertoire you'll be performing at your recital. Uh,
1: well, I'm per- performing one of Schubert's great song cycles, Winterreise, uh, with beautiful poems by uh, Wilhelm Müller, and uh, it's a it 's a quite a dark piece in that it's it's really a, it's really a journey uh, into the winter landscape but uh, also into in a way into despair and um, uh, uh, resignation um, so for a, for a, an older person or an older singer it's a great journey to go on it's uh vocally it's not so difficult it's it's uh, uh, but emotionally it's a, it's um it's a long journey it's getting on for an hour and 20 25 minutes long so it's quite a long stint um, but wonderful i mean i've done shon in and the other sort of the, the other companion pieces it well it's not a companion piece but the other great schubert cycle and although it ends rather sadly, it's, it, uh, it, it's, it's on a much more emotional uh, high of love and ex- expectation of love. This is more of a resignation of, of things going wrong. There are, there are moments of, uh, 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 of, be- of great beauty and of l- uh, uh, slightly lighter moments, but that only really mirrors the despair of the whole piece. So it's a, it's a, it's a wonderful uh, piece. It's a piece I've, I've, I haven't done... Well, this is only my third performance of it. Um, uh, I've done it in the last ten years, I suppose. I've done it twice before. And uh, so for me, I'm still getting very much into finding my way around the piece. It's, uh, it's one of those... Well, I hope, maybe you never find exactly the right way to do it, but I'm still very much exploring it.
0: Okay, and um, the Faculty Artist Series um, is kind of an opportunity not only for the public but also other staff and students yeah. to come and see uh, colleagues perform. Um, so what does it mean to you to perform in front of your students and some of your colleagues and is there something specific that you think students might gain from it?
1: Well, firstly, it's total terror <laughs> because uh, when, you're, when you're still performing as I am, and you give off to your students about how the, you know how they should do this, that, and the other, and how they should be uh, producing the sound, how they should sing this phrase, do that, do the rest of it, and then it's okay. Now you you talk a good game. Let's see what you can do. And so you walk out there, and there they all are sitting there, thinking, "Let's see how far he gets before he you know he breaks all his own rules." Which of course I do.
0: Um,
1: so. Uh, that's very nerve wracking, and also uh, it is nerve wracking performing in front of people that you know. It's much better to go somewhere where you don't know anybody, and somehow you haven't got any of the any of the the baggage that goes with knowing people to to actually perform in front of them. But the other side of it is that there's a great feeling of warmth, and I know that when I've been to to other performances of my colleagues or friends performing. There's a great sense of goodwill that you want them to, 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 to you, you, know, you wish them all well for, for whatever they're doing. And so there is that great feeling of support coming from the other side as well as the sort of fear that it engenders. <laughs>
0: um, you mentioned that you still perform as well as teach. Um, do you think that's important for professors at
1: Guildhall? No, it's not important that I'm a performer and other people aren't. There are, there are, I think there are three sorts of people who teach here. Um, there, there are people who have never been performers who are fantastic in so many ways. There are people who have been performers and have, especially with singers, because a singer's life is more limited perhaps mm-hmm. than than others, and are now giving back all what they have, uh, all what they have learned, and, uh, and and passing that on. And then there are people like me who are still doing it. And I'm the, the one thing that I would say is is perhaps. Uh, uh, good is that i 'm still in touch with a what it 's like to to work with the conductors, opera directors uh, managements all that sort of stuff. I know how that all works, or at least as far as it concerns me, I know how it all works. Uh, I know I'm, I've got my obviously my ear to the ground because I know what's going on, who, who's who's where, who's doing what. So I can help sometimes. I can help my students, especially those that are on the verge of the profession, by putting them in, in, in the way of con- conductors that I work with or people that I know, pianists or whatever. I can and, and help them in sometimes into auditions that sort of thing. So from a practical point of view, that's that's fair enough. But I don't think it. it uh, uh, I don't think it's. Uh, It's a disadvantage not to be a performer.
0: Yeah. Um, Your career has involved plenty of performances and recordings of contemporary music as well as more classic repertoire. Um, Was that a kind of intentional move and is it something that you encourage your students to explore? Well, it wasn't an
1: intentional move because um, I've... uh, I've been all throughout my career. I've been a, a jack of all trades, and as many would tell you, a master of none. I'm sure so, that's so okay. I, I've always gone because my 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 whole feeling, because I came from a very working class background. My whole feeling is that this is my job. So that whenever somebody call, or when or when anybody calls me to do a certain thing. Uh, unless I've got a good reason not to then I do that job because I feel that it's important that i that I live by my by my work and so that uh, and I earn money by it and we you know and that's always been my my main basis for for doing it. it's my job and so obviously I want to do the job as well as I can i've enjoyed immensely doing a lot of um contemporary work. I think it's great to do things by composers who are still alive, who are, who are, who are working in, in our lifetime uh, for, for so many different reasons. And not, not particularly because I'm not the world's greatest musician to say, oh, I love the challenge. I don't. Sometimes you see the piece and you think, oh my God, I remember doing the first time I was doing Die, Die Soldaten of Zimmermann, which is an incredibly difficult piece. And you look at it and you think, well I can't make head Headlock tailor, where am I supposed to find my notes, how does this work, half of it was in strechstimme, half, half of a bar was sung, the other half wasn't, mm-hmm. but you find, you, but always if you go, to, if you, for, for a singer in a way I think it's much easier than an instrumentalist, in that when you're singing a character in an opera, or you're singing a character in the song. You go to the poem. You go to the heart of what's going on, and then the music. Hopefully, the composer, if he's a good composer, whether it's contemporary, difficult or not particularly difficult, he it's his take on what the poem means or what the what the situation means, and that's where you go, and uh, and that helps you. And so that I've I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it tremendously. As for my students, well, um, some of them do. Uh, naturally lend themselves towards contemporary uh, work. But I would say, and I'm probably completely wrong here, but my experience is that singers are quite conservative, young singers.
0: And you studied at Guildhall, didn't you? (laughs) Um, So what was it like when you studied there? Well, I studied...
1: uh, I, I came to the Guildhall in 1973... You were born, I'm sure, and uh, it, I, it was in the old building yeah. in, in, in John, John Carpenter Street. Um, and it was fantastic. I mean, I lo- it, was a, it was a wonderful atmosphere, but that atmosphere continues in this building. I, we moved here my last term. I did one year on the Opera Course, it was a different Opera Course in those days, fairly chaotic sort of thing, but we did some good work. Uh, but we We ended up the last term here while they were still building it, really. Oh, wow. And the theatre wasn't complete, or at least they hadn't built a pit for the theatre here then. So they had to reopen John Carpenter Street for our final production, which was uh, Britain with Summer Night's Dream, and we had to go back down there. So you can imagine, we were back here for classes, so we spent the whole time walking between... uh, John Carpenter Street, and here, so we were always late everywhere we went by ten or fifteen minutes, you know, because there wasn't, they hadn't let, left us enough time to get from one place to the next. So we were always constantly in trouble for being late. But it was a, but I think that the, I think that the the atmosphere of the Guildhall then, and the atmosphere of the Guildhall now is fantastic.
0: And Guildhall, I suppose, is is probably. Um, most renowned for its singing certainly yeah. on the music side yeah. um, why do you think that is is there something that's special about studying voice here
1: well I think over over the years you, you only have to look at the, the gold medal winners there are some names people never heard of of course but there are some very you know studied every few years there's a name that sticks out that really that really made the grade uh, and uh, and uh, has had from you know, from the early 1900s when it began, um, there's also been um, a, a one a, throughout the years a wonderful uh, collection of singing teachers here. I mean, and also heads of department, I think are quite important. We had I when I first started there was a, a guy called Fabian Smith who was head of department and he was great. And then from there I went through uh, my other connections were Noel Barker and. Johanna Peets and Robin Bowman uh, and now Robertson, so we've had all we've had a, a continuous line of of, of uh, dedicated um, staff. Let's not to say that the other colleges don't. I I can't tell you why the Guildhall has a better reputation in some ways, although it's not quite like that now. I mean, I think the 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 college and the academy were all very much tightly yeah admit and so that there it's and, and I think that's healthy I don't think that there should be one school flagged up as the best but we've but we've got but we've 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 still got some wonderful you know, we're well not still we have got some wonderful teachers some young teachers here as well very uh, um, uh, dedicated and, and uh, um, gifted teachers and we've also got you know, going from people like John Evans who's a, one of our younger staff right the way through to Laura Sarti, who's 85 or 86 who still gives such value she, I, think, yeah. I mean she, uh, not only did she have a wonderful career in that which sort of finished in the 1960s or, se- or 70s she spent the rest of her time here dedicated to her students, incredibly dedicated. And so there's that continual, continuum thing from, from young through to, to far more mature. And so that I think that that's... And then all the people in between. We've got such a wonderful staff here. So I think that that's, that's, a, that's a very um, important part of it. And, and not only just the singing staff, it goes beyond with, with, with the connections with people like Graham Johnson, yeah. Uh, and the conductors that we have in Colin Davis and all those people who are great um, vocal champions. Those, those people help engender the great spirit of the place.
0: Yeah. Well, it's lovely to talk to you, Adrian. Well, thank um, you very much. We're looking forward to your Faculty Artist Recital on Wednesday, the 17th November at 7.30. Thank you very much thank indeed. You. I'm
1: looking forward to it too. <laughs> Thanks.